Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of So Extra. So I really just want to start off by saying I hope you guys had a great week. Hope everything's going great for you. Me personally, I've had a great week because I finally have slowly started to master consistency. Like I recorded this podcast a little bit earlier, but I'm posting, you know, on Friday. So we're just going to go ahead and give, you know, Jasmine some snaps, some clapoos and everything because, you know, she's finally doing what she said she's going to do. And that's a lot for me. But anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about Aisha Curry because y'all have just talked to death about it and I can't anymore. And then we're going to be talking about black bullying and suicide rates. Why, you know, you guys need to stop talking to black parents, talking to you. There's a lot. We're going to get into that one. And also I'm giving out my new segment, Side Eyes of the Week. So, uh, tune in for that and well, let's just go ahead and hop into the show guys. Let's do this. Okay, so we're just going to hop right into it. So Aisha Curry, if you don't know who Aisha Curry is, that's Steph Curry's wife. If you don't know who Steph Curry is, he plays for the Golden State Warriors. He's an NBA basketball superstar. Simple as that. Aisha on the side has like a cooking thing that she does, like... I know I've seen her on those GoDaddy commercials promoting her um promoting her cooking website and things of that nature. So, you know, that's that's been her gimmick. That's her thing. So she was on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. And if you don't know what the Red Table Talk is, again, I just said it with Jada Pinkett Smith. It's a talk show on Facebook. Get into it. Alrighty. So she and her family, Aisha's family, the Currys, were on the red table talk and they were talking and Aisha started talking about how there's a lot of women who throw themselves at her husband obviously because he's one worth more than a million dollars two he's famous that's all women need nowadays just to throw themselves somebody money and status that's it so of course women throw themselves at him and all she's saying is that it makes her feel a little insecure because there aren't any men on her side that are you know hitting her up throwing you know throwing themselves at her and like I get what she's saying. Like she's she's making valid points. Like I get it. Every woman, every woman and even men feel this way too. And the men that are literally are posting on social media talking about she's a hoe, that she that he needs to leave her. They're stupid. They're stupid because honestly, if men if men didn't feel what Aisha Curry's feeling, then men wouldn't cheat on their girlfriends. Men wouldn't cheat on their wives. It's really, it really is that simple. People always want to feel va- inva- valid and um, validated. All Aisha Curry wants is the same thing that I got when I brought, um, when I, when Rob brought me his family. His family said, "Oh, okay, Rob. Well, go on in. She's beautiful. You know, what I'm saying? that's all she wants. Okay, that's all she wants, y'all. She just wants, you know, someone. To, you know, she's at the store and stuff like that. You know, she wants someone to turn their head and be like, damn." That's a fat booty right there. But they don't say it. They just, you know, look like Ooh, fat right there. Look at you. You looking good, girl. That's all she wants. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Of course, of course you should. Um, of course, this does highlight some form of insecurity because, yes, I feel like if um, maybe Steph, I'm not saying Steph is doing it on purpose, but maybe there's some areas where he could be slacking and making her feel secure or so she doesn't feel like she needs to look outside of her marriage for security and validity i get that i get i get both sides of it but point is is that everybody wants to feel wanted and i understand first of all i just had a kid less than three i had a kid three months ago 
and my body I may not have gained as much weight as um other people gain during their pregnancies but let me just say is that my body is different now that I've given birth to my kid and so there are times when I don't feel sexy I don't feel wanted I don't feel any of that and in those moments me personally I go to my husband and I say it because I said my husband is my best friend at the end of the day so I talk to him pretty more than I talk to really any friends of mine and that's just me so if I'm feeling insecure if I'm feeling insecure or anything like that I would just go and speak and go and speak to my husband and he would you know and we would talk I'm not saying that you know Aisha hasn't done that with Steph and I'm not saying that um that their relationship is bad because she feels that way no she's allowed to feel how she feels I just think that everyone taking this to the extreme saying that she wants to cheat on her husband and stuff like that that's ridiculous that that is an extreme but I I I will say that there is someone did point out a valid point on my social media someone said that if this was a man and a man said this like this was Steph if Steph was on the red table talking Steph said you know what I feel like I don't get enough attention you know from other women you know so it kind of makes me feel some type of way like if he had said anything along those lines I guarantee I guarantee we wouldn't be like the conversation wouldn't be oh well we know what Steph is saying we know what he's saying we know what he's saying it would be Steph trying to cheat Steph Steph letting you know he gonna cheat he's letting you know he's pre-cheating that's what Steph is letting you know he's pre-cheating okay you know you pre-game before you go out he's pre-cheating I feel like that is um the whole the level of energy that we would have so I feel like I feel like personally she shouldn't have said it on television that is where my only um, qualm is at. Like she should not have said it in on television because of the simple fact that everyone's going to take it the, the wrong way. We are we're now. I'm now literally having to make a podcast about what she said because see how wrong everybody took it. If she hadn't said it on the red table and just said it in front of her girlfriend, said it in front of her friends, said it in front of a not candid camera, think this conversation would be going a little bit different. Because she's, because every woman sitting feels this way, and and honestly, not not every woman, but um, a lot of women feel this way, and a lot of women feel um different after they had three kids back to back. They feel some type of way, and I'm not saying that she isn't that she's not right to feel this way, because she's completely right to feel this way. It's completely normal for her to feel how she's feeling. That's why I'm saying is that the men out here try, like y'all are just looking for an excuse to be misogynistic. If you want my if you want my opinion which you're on this podcast listening so I obviously you do want my opinion I personally think that y'all are just being misogynistic for no damn reason because literally less than two years ago this girl was the poster child for what you niggas were out here talking about as this is what a wife should be like she covered herself up she didn't believe in showing her body off to the world she was a good wife and mother y'all were literally saying every girl needs to be like Aisha but now because Aisha showed y'all one human human characteristic a flaw a human a human emotion a human trait y'all like nah cancel this bitch Nah, she a hoe. Mm-mm. Can't trust these hoes out here. Like, y'all, y'all niggas really irk me. Y'all niggas irk me to the core. To my very core. To my heart. All the way down to my spine. All the way down to the bones in my feet. Y'all irk me. Because y'all say stupid stuff and you don't think about it. You just say, y'all say stupid stuff and you don't think. 
you you don't think if Aisha shut your hole then what does that make you and also some of the men that is over here tweeting and retweeting and reposting and sharing on Facebook all these little opinions y'all are some are some cheaters like y'all consistently cheat on your girlfriends and then have the nerve to get mad at Aisha for doing the exact same thing you do on a daily basis when you slide into other women's DMs and you have a girlfriend you're insecure you looking for validation from another random hoe on in on on instagram instead of looking for validation in the person that you're with or looking for validation within yourself what i will preach all to the day i die is that you need to be secure in you fuck being feeling secure by a man fuck feeling secure by a woman you need to feel secure in you because i promise you the second you feel secure in you that's that's when everything else gonna fall into place so my advice for Aisha is that she needs to do some self-searching because honestly you can't yeah at some point your husband can't um be the person you always seek to look for validation from because let me be very honest like I approve validation from my from my husband I approve um I want validation from him yes I do I just don't go about my day being like, F this nigga. I'm going to do what I want. I don't give a goddamn what he think. No, I'm not saying that. But do I make every move to try to please my husband? Hell the fuck no. I make moves to please myself. You see what I mean? Now, I come back and I make these. I make sure these moves don't affect my family or anything like that in a negative way. But at the end of the day, my validation comes from me. Me feeling sexy comes from me. I walk in the mirror and I say, damn girl, you fine. I be and my, the mirror looks back and says, I know, bitch, you real fine. And I be like, yes. And I do a little twirl, a little, little pizzazz. That's just me. So I recommend that everybody, and I don't know how it is. I don't, I can't tell you how you find um security within yourself. I can't tell you how to find that. I can't tell you that at all. Can't tell you how to be secure in yourself. The only thing I can tell you. Is that therapy I hear is great for it. Uh, Self-care would be something else. But again, as I said, self-care. Therapy is what a lot of things I think a lot of people might need. Therapy might help a lot of people. So maybe we should just start doing that. I don't think Aisha's wrong. I don't think that um, her her emotions were wrong about it. I don't think that she's she's a, a hoe because she feels this way. I think that it really got taken completely out of context. I think it was taken all the way to the left. I think y'all purposely didn't want to understand her. I feel like though this highlights a bigger issue is that women always have to be perfect in the eyes of a man. Like we really always have to be perfect. We can never have a moment where we just fall and be like, okay, my knee is scraped. I'm feeling like I'm hurt a little bit. Cause they'd be like, see what I mean? I knew, I knew you wasn't strong. I knew you was weak. I knew it. You over there crying because you because you got a, you know, a five inch uh, gash in your knee. I knew you was weak. I knew you was weak. How dare you start crying because you, 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 your leg is chopped off and it's bleeding. You bleeding now. How dare you cry because your finger is missing. You need to be strong. The second that a woman shows any sort of weakness, we set, show any sort of, you know what? That kind of hurts my feelings. You know what? That kind of makes me feel some type of way. A nigga will jump in and say, see, I knew you was a hoe. I knew you was a weak bitch. I knows it. I'm telling you. This is why I tell women, and I always tell women, do you. Do you. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you dress like Meg Stallion. It don't matter if you dress like Aisha Curry. It don't matter if you fuck like Kim Kardashian. It don't matter if you fuck like your name is Nancy the Nun. 
literally niggas will have something to say if you conservative you too conservative if you if if you if you show skin you show too much skin if you don't show no no skin you're not showing enough skin like ignore these niggas and ignore ignore them ignore them because let me tell you this a real man real men understand what the hell she's saying real men understand it boys people who constantly putting their dick in other in other holes that are not the hole that they are committed to have a problem with this so that's where i'm gonna leave it at that aisha was what aisha said was fine do i think she should have said it on the red table talk no the reason why is because i don't i now i'm here having to talk about it because see see as i said social media took it all the way to the left all the way to the left all the way to the left and i'm tired of it so we're moving on okay guys so what i'm adding to my podcast this week is side eyes of the week and basically i'm going to be giving just a range of different topics that made me side eye and it's not a good thing to side eye so first person and then every week really i'm gonna have the king or the queen of the side eye of the week who gets who gets the trophy of the week who who has caused me the most side eyes so the first side eye of the potential side eye of the week could is going to be janelle evans from teen mom i never liked janelle i don't like janelle there's nothing positive i have to say about her she really to me and the whole word just every use of the word trash just trash trash individual but anyway finally and really it's not even the fact that i'm side-eyeing janelle i'm side-eyeing mtv specifically because they kicked her off the show this week and i'm glad i've been asked been wanting them to kick her off the show like her and pharaoh were the two people i could not stand um but they kicked her off the show not because of her blatant drug abuse not because of her blatant neglect of her kids for whatever new drug or new dick that she's currently smoking of the month is. Or it's not that. It's the fact that her, I think it's her husband now because I don't pay attention to anything having going on in her life. I purposely do not pay attention. But I guess she has a husband now. Um, again, uh, apparently he shot their dog because the video that I saw, he said the dog attacked their child. But the video that I saw was their three-year-old annoying the dog and then the dog nipping at her to let to let her know like hey i'm not in the mood now maybe we should teach our children how to interact with animals when they're that young so you can avoid things like that but he killed their dog apparently um he either shot it or he strangled it i've been getting different conflicted reports but he shot in my opinion uh from what i've been hearing he shot the dog he shot the dog so he thought we were in old yeller and uh decided to take the dog out but you know in old yeller he had rabies this dog uh didn't even bite your your child so you decided to kill him but whatever whatever okay so he kills the dog and mtv finally decides that's the final straw that is what that's it nail in the coffin janelle's gotta go not the fact that while you had her on the show you were kind of saying drug use is okay guys because you can become famous and buy all the drugs still that you want like janelle was a whole problem and it took a dog dying for y'all to realize that she shouldn't be on the show anymore like this is why i say that sometimes and again i'm not saying all white people but 
white people y'all really love animals more than you love racism um than homophobia xenophobia like if y'all stood up for racism the same way y'all stand up when you found out michael vick you know was over here fighting dogs then maybe some things will get solved and fixed in this world that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying but mtv you get my side out of the week because you should have been let the girl go and now you're gonna let the girl go over a damn dog over a damn dog that was yes it was wrong for him to kill the dog but i'm just saying there's there's plenty of other reasons why to get rid of her the dog was the nail in the coffin like that shit doesn't make any sense to me so it's one of my side eyes for the week moving on Mackenzie Adams, Rylan Thigh-Hangin, Nigel Shelby, and Phillips Brewer. Mackenzie was 9, Rylan was 11, Nigel was 15, and Philip was when Philip was 11. You want to know what they all have in common? They all committed suicide. And that's what this top this segment is going to be we're going to be talking about is the fact that between for black children and this one's talking about specifically for black kids the suicide rate has gone up specifically between the ages of 5 to 12 or 5 to 11 black children are twice as likely to commit suicide more than than white people or than any other race black boys are the seem to be the most affected but this is but this does not mean that your daughters aren't at risk too just because black boys seem to be more affected by it and also it seems to be a trend that black boys who commit suicide have this horrible the whole a horrible way that they commit suicide is by hanging and i'm not sure if that maybe has to do with you know years of the fact that black people were tortured via lynchings and stuff like that so maybe this has to do you know with some generational trauma as well well roped into it uh if you ask my opinion because i did read someplace that apparently memories are passed down through um dna and it's not as simple as i'm making it sound but it's basically saying that like memories trauma and stuff like that is passed down through each generation in our dna now if you want to get into it more specifically you can go google it and get and get more into it but i feel like the reason why these some of these black boys are choosing to use lynching as how they commit suicide has to do with deep down deep down in there has to do with you know racism slavery jim crow all of that but what i really want to talk about is the fact that suicide rates for blacks have doubled while it decreased for white for white kids and this is between 1993 and 2012 in 2015 they did a report on this finding and this and these kids that i just mentioned these all these children all died within 20 either 2018 or 2017 it's saying something i'm not saying that also on the sites that I was looking at, it was also saying that, yes, the suicide rates um, are going up for black children, but they're not going up in alarming rates. But if you want my opinion, one black body killed by suicide is one too many. One black body killed by police is one too many. One black body killed, killed period, is one black body too many to me. And the reason why I want to talk about um, black the black community and bullying is because I feel like it has to do with the parents. 
I feel like I'm and I'm specifically talking to the black community here again. I feel like how we speak to our children, how the black community raises children is the reason why these kids are having all these issues. Let alone the fact because if we're talking just about Nigel Shelby, he killed himself, him and Philip killed themselves because of homo they were being made fun of because they were gay. Or people called Philip gay, it wasn't really confirmed whether or not he was gay or not but they were kids in his class were making fun of him because they thought he was gay nigel actually was gay and he was being made fun of because he was actually gay which is the reason why they took their own lives so if we're just talking homophobia the black community and homophobia kills black children every single day and y'all need to and y'all need to fit, cut the shit because honestly the guy that i serve does not give a do- gosh diddly darn about who you love he cares about whether or not you are a good person and the problem and the fact is that y'all out here spewing your idiotic rhetoric and you're making these kids hate themselves and you're making these kids do things that they shouldn't be doing. You are making literally you're literally making children hate themselves. And I don't understand how that's normal to you, how we're just going to normal make it. We're going to normify it like it's OK that the black community don't really fuck with gay kids. It's OK that, you know, gay kids killing themselves because mom and daddy don't love them. Their friends don't love them. Nobody's sticking up for them. Like, stop. There are certain there are like I said black people like to black people like to pass down generational trauma instead of generational wealth. Like I'm so tired of dealing with this with this bullshit. You shouldn't give a damn whether your child is gay, straight or not as long as they're not hurting anybody, hurting animals and hurting themselves. Who gives a rat's ass what your child is into? But in general, if we're just talking about black parents and how they communicate with their kids, I really feel like this, and I'm just going to fucking say it, black parents don't, y'all hate y'all kids. Because we, like, y'all speak to them with such anger and such vitriol in your voice, and I don't understand where it's coming from. And you want to know where it's coming from? It's coming It's coming from the fact that your mom bullied y'all. Y'all mama used to call y'all stupid stupid because you you were slow at reading. Y'all mama, y'all mamas and daddies used to make fun of you because you wasn't good at math. So instead of you saying, you know, I didn't like when my mom and dad made me feel this way, you just pass it along to your kids. Because it's not the fact that you really want kids. It's the fact that you want somebody to control. That's why I feel like a lot of you, some of y'all be having kids out here because it's not because you really want to be a parent because you really love kids. It's because you want someone to control the same way your parents try to control you. You want to yell at someone the same way your parents yelled at you. You want to call someone stupid the way the way your parents called you stupid. And I'm telling y'all what you're doing. You're not helping your kids. You're not. You 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 pushing them in the grave by treating them this way like it is not hard to sit and communicate with a five-year-old the fact is y'all just don't want to it is not hard to sit here and explain why you're doing something to a 12 year old but the fact is y'all just don't want to you would rather tell your 12 year old don't worry about it i'm the adult you fucking listen to what the fuck i'm saying you would rather call your kids stupid, stupid bitch, fat bitch. You would rather call them out their name instead of speaking to them with respect because you weren't you weren't treated that way when you were a kid. I'm sorry that y'all have, you know, some traumas to unpack, but maybe I would like y'all to unpack these traumas before you have these precious babies. Because these babies don't deserve to be treated the same way that we was treated as kids. It 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 they don't. It's called emotional maturity, it's called emotional intelligence. So that's what I want. That's what I want for black people. All I want, I want y'all, like y'all call communicating with your kids white people shit. 
Like y'all think that every every little thing needs needs a spanking. Think that every little thing needs um needs to be something that you yell at them for, and that's not the case. Like if y'all haven't realized it now, but how you speak to your children becomes their inner voice. If you constantly calling your kid out their name, I promise you that when they're talking to themselves on the inside, they're calling themselves that name that you used to call them. But y'all don't want to hear me though. Y'all surprised that you making fun of little Susie because Susie's slow at reading or Susie bad at math. And then you so surprised when you find out Susie bullying everybody in class who good at math, who can read. It's the truth. I'm really just fed up with how we look at kids, how we view parenting. Like y'all like to be, y'all like to really beat your kids. Like it's WWE SmackDown. Like that's my problem is that some of y'all be on Twitter and Facebook and sharing these horrible ass stories about how your parents, you in the shower and your mama threw back the curtain and started whipping you with a belt and you over here putting the laughing emojis. Oh my God, you are that broken. Oh my God, you are that you are that tra- traumatized that you don't even realize that you have been traumatized. Like that's how messed up your parents got you. That they don't even they got you thinking that the trauma they caused you wasn't even trauma. It was just a regular Thursday. That's the whole problem. So then you taking this and you passing it along to your to your five year old, to your ten year old, to your thirteen year old, and then you wondering why they are the way they are. If you show your children that you can't even communicate with them without raising your voice, without yelling at them, without calling them names, what the fuck do you think they're going to go out there and do when they out here communicating with their little friends? They're going to mimic exactly what it is they see at home. Children are like are like empty canvases. What you draw on there is exactly what's going to stay on there. If your child is always around some always around you and you cursing, you yelling, you hooping, hollering, screaming, don't be surprised when they go to school doing the same exact thing to their teacher and their teacher's like, where'd they get this from? Ah, uh, you. Ah, uh, you. Uh, you. You. I just want, I just really want y'all, I want y'all to love your kids. I want you to love them enough to speak love into them. I want you to love them enough that you speak to them the same way that you wish someone had spoken to you as a kid. That's what y'all need to do when you raising these babies. When you feel like yelling at your kid, speak to them the way that you wish your mother spoke to you, would have spoken to you when she yelled at you for something stupid that you might have did or or not smart. Because I I promise you if you start taking it and you start asking yourself these questions, what didn't I get? from my parents when I was a kid what did I need from them that I didn't get and then when you ask yourself that question and then you take those answers and you apply it to your kids I promise you you will you will see the results you will see the difference in how your kids interact in the world how they interact with you like y'all are out here whole live PTSD victims and you think it's okay, and you think it's okay to pass it on to you, uh, pass it on to the next kid, and the next kid, and the next kid. And no, I have a kid, and I never felt comfortable enough speaking up on it until I got one. And yeah, my kid may only be a few months old, and you know, I'm I haven't reached the terrible twos or anything like that. You right, you absolutely right, you right. But I don't give a damn because the point is, I know I already know that she's gonna do stupid stuff. That's the thing. I know that there are going to be days that that my child is going to act like a two-year-old because she's a two-year-old. 
There's going to be days that she's going to act like a five-year-old because she's a five-year-old. There are going to be days that she acts like a kid because she's a kid. I am the adult. I am always the adult. So I'm always the one who has to be mindful of how I speak to her because she doesn't understand. She doesn't know. Like when kids make mistakes, it's because they don't know any better. So yes, yes, there are some mistakes that require you to, you know, raise your voice a little bit. Yes, there are some mistakes that require that. But there is no mistake that requires you calling your child a stupid bitch. There's no mistake that requires you to call your child a fat bitch. There's no mistake that requires you to call your child dumb, loser, or to make fun of your child. There's never a moment to do that even when they do something that is stupid. Because you wouldn't want someone to treat you like that. If y'all start treating your kids exactly how you wish you had been treated, oh my God, the world would be such a better place. But instead, you treat your children like they randoms off the street and just talk to them in any old type of way and then wonder why, you know, they don't want to talk to you when they turn 18 and they get up and they leave and move to a different state and barely come around. It's you, Trina. It's you, Phyllis. It's you, Mackenzie. It's you, Michaela. It's you, Tara. It's you. Rico, it's you. Travis, it's you. Marcus, it's you. You the reason why your kid is out here bullying. You. Because I promise you, if you start to reevaluate how you walk around the house and how you communicate with your kid. Hell, how you even communicate with your spouse or your significant other or the other people that are in your home with your kid. I promise you, you will figure out why they're bullying. It's you. It's you. Whatever you throw on a wall to a child, child is like a damn attack board. Whatever you throw, it sticks. I promise. You start teaching your child, hey, when you get mad, beat their ass. Then you wonder why at 12 years old, they still fucking fight you. Not every time they get mad at somebody. Because you taught them that. Whew. I just want to say that. Even though the black suicide rate isn't for children is not going up in high numbers. The fact that it's going up at all is a problem. And I want us to address this problem before we start seeing it in large numbers. That's all I got to say. I need to calm down because this that, that topic really just hit close to home, home for me. So I just need to... Whoo, whoo, whoo. All right, so for this next side eye, I'm going to speak to you all in a British accent because it's just so it's just so fitting with the scene with what we're talking about. It's so fitting. So we're talking about Danny Baker, and Danny. If you don't know who Danny Baker is, he is apparently a radio host for BBC, and that's like the British uh, network, like news network in the UK, apparently. So, you already know about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Alright, so we know about them. And we know that she was pregnant. And we know that over the week, she gave birth to little Archie. Okay? And from the little photos I've seen little Archie, he looks so cute. He looks so cute. But anyway, I just love babies. I do. I really do love babies. I love them so much. So anyway, Danny was fired over his racist tweet about the royal baby. 
and it was racist. And let me explain why. Because you can never, ever, 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 ever. And the British accent's kind of going away because it's a little hard to hold a little bit. Got to really think about it, okay? But anyway, you can never, ever, 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 in your goddamn life. Put a picture of a monkey when you talking about a black baby. Then nope, mm -mm. nope, it's never gonna be not racist. Never gonna not be racist. Sorry, that's just like when white people want to say the n word, and that's another podcast for another time. But I'm just gonna simply say this: white people, you can't say the n word just like you can't tweet pictures about black babies and monkeys. You can't do that because it's never not gonna be racist. Okay. Just like when you say the N-word, it never sounds not racist coming from your mouth. It doesn't matter if you use the hard R or the not R. It doesn't matter. Like anytime a white person says nigger or nigga, I hear the hard R and I instantly revert back to my ancestors in slavery times and I want to smack shit out you. The same thing with this with this here tweet he made. You never ever in your life refer to a black child and a monkey in the same sentence. You don't. Then he tried to lie and clean up and sit and say that I wasn't really talking about, you know, the fact that the baby is half black and everything. I was really talking about, you know, this bullshit that, you know, just bureaucracy bullshit. That's what I was talking about. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Stop it, you old clown. See what I'm talking about? Unseasoned people do unseasoned things. That soggy cloud cauliflower. Like, I'm so sick of these unseasoned chicken cutlets coming out here making these little racist remarks. Like, I knew the UK was still racist. But I thought they were like America racist. Okay, you know what I mean? Like... Before Donald Trump, America racist. Because before America used to have like coded racism. Now that ever since the melted orange peel is in office, it's kind of like out loud racism now. Um, but I'm talking about before. I thought the UK was like America racism before Trump. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was there, but it was, you know, code words and stuff like that. I thought that's what they was on. But pretty, but obviously not. Because y'all out here, you know, tweeting pictures of, you know, babies and monkeys and you know and thinking that's not racist so yeah yeah y'all are just blatantly racist and then some of the things they said about that they say about Meghan Markle like they really it's like the UK really hates her like I read an article one time that they talked about they talked about how because she likes avocado toast in the morning which that's not gonna lie that's a little bit weird I mean I kind of want to try it though I'm not gonna lie I want to try it maybe with some butter but this, I'm getting off I'm getting off topic anyway she had posted a picture of her um eating she eats avocado toast or whatever for breakfast so then they made an art magazine article trying to blame her for avocado shortages in the uk because she eats avocado toast in the morning like i don't know what level what yoga pose what let what kind of crack you smoke to reach that level of delusion I just don't understand the UK's problem with black people. And you know what? I hope, here's my wish. This is what my wish is. I hope, little Archie, I hope you grow up. And I hope you find the blackiest, blackity, black, black, black girl. And you marry her and you, and you bring her right there into that royal family. I want you to muddy it up with black blood. You just muddy it all up. Muddy it up. In my opinion, it's not being muddy. We're enhancing. We're enhancing. You go out there. So that's what I'm wishing on Archie. You go out there. Your mama's black. You go out there. You find you a black girl. I'm talking black, black. I'm talking about melanin in her skin. Like, you know, more melanin than Megan got. I'm talking about like brown, 
brown skin popping. I'm talking about that type of black. You go, you bring that type of black home. Exactly. Zoli agrees. My daughter agrees. She agrees. So that's what we advise. But that's who we side. That is one of the side eye contenders of this week. Danny Baker. Old fat fugly um, mofo. Whew. Also, we don't know. You know, I'm just saying Archie you can bring home a black guy or black girl. I don't know. Don't know. Don't care what it is personally. You, you y'all get what I'm trying to say. Either you bring home somebody black. I don't care whether it's a girl or a boy. I don't care. Bring home somebody blackity black 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 black. That's what I'm talking about. I want black. I want black. I want black because I'm tired of the UK. I'm tired of y'all. So I want the whole next generation. The same way the Kardashians made the next generation of children all black. I want the same thing for the UK. So I need hustle. I need. I want. I want. I need some more babies. I need more babies popped out. Megan needs to pop some more of them black babies into this. Into the. Into that. Um. Into that bloodline. Need some more. And I want all your black babies to go out and find all black men and bring them back home. And and more black women. Whatever. Whatever it is we gotta do, y'all. Whatever it is we gotta do. Just throw that melanin in that. In that. In that. In that gene pool. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. So this week, um, my next side eye is for whoever is behind this series that's supposed to be coming about Lori, about Lori and Felicity, the school scandal. And if you don't know what the school scandal is, the school scandal is about where Lori, who's from Fuller House, and Felicity, whose husband plays Frank on Shameless, they paid over like $500,000 for someone to like take tests for their kids, for their kids to get into these highly great, um, highly, uh, qualified institutions uh they also pay for them to like appear on swim teams when they really weren't on the swim teams it was like a lot of stuff they did but apparently they're making a scripted series about it and again what in the white privilege i don't want to see that shit i don't want to see it the only thing i want to hear about Lori and felicity is 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 that song by icon locked up they won't let me out they won't let me out. No, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear one of the cam- camera crew right there when they sit and they shut the door on it. Shut the door and they shut the little um, jail cell door on it. That's what I want to see. That's the only film I want to see. Nope. I'm so tired. So tired. Nope. Don't want to see it. So whoever, whoever came up with that, whoever said, you know what, that'd be a great idea. No, you should be fired. Fired. Fired is what I vote for. Fired. And my last and final side eye, but this person, we're just going to go ahead and say it. This is the last contender, but they're the winner of the side eye of the week. It is the state of Georgia. And apparently this week, Brian Kemp, cheater, 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 pumpkin eater, Brian Kemp has signed a law that's going into effect January 2020. And it is a six-week abortion ban bill. Basically, if the doctor hears a heartbeat, you can't have an abortion. But here's the really fucked up thing about that. Because most women don't find out they're pregnant. Because see, when you find out you're pregnant, you have to miss your period. So that's at least four weeks of pregnancy that you already are by the time you missed your period. Okay? Most women usually wait like another two weeks just to confirm like, hey, all right, maybe I'm not tripping. All right, my period really isn't coming. So by the time they've come to the doctor, they're already six weeks pregnant. 
heartbeat starts forming at four weeks most women don't know they're pregnant until four weeks so y'all have effectively made a bill that basically have told women you can't have an abortion and listen here I'm, if you guys want to save babies and you don't want people to, you know, kill them and things of that nature, well, then I suggest you raise you raise the limits for welfare. I, I need to see more welfare funding because I don't know who's going to have these babies and who's going to take care of these babies that you're forcing women to have. Because like I said, I'm not a human fucking incubator and neither is the rest, neither are the rest of the women out here in this world. So I personally think this law is BS. But also, I remember, I believe it was Ohio, they tried the same thing, and that law got repealed. So, it's only a matter of time, Georgia, before somebody sues y'all asses and gets this law repealed. And gets, I hope, I hope it does. I pray it gets repealed, because I'm so sick and tired of men, men making laws about women's health care. Like, where are the women? And even then, we need sane women, because women who believe in pro-life, if you believe in pro-life, nine times out of ten, they don't believe in welfare. They don't believe in Medicaid. They don't believe in helping out everybody else. So they just believe in the little fetus that's growing inside you, but say F you when, you know, it's time for you to take care of it and you pop it out. So Georgia gets my side eye of the week. Y'all are stupid. And sometimes it just makes me mad that I'm a part of this state. Just who it just irks my whole soul, guys. It just irks my soul. Okay, guys, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode of So Extra. I promise that we can be extra again next week, same time, same place. Meet me back here and we can do it all again. Also, I just want to like, you know, reiterate about the Aisha Curry situation. I know I probably should have done the other part of my podcast, but whatever. I just want to reiterate it now that again, she is not in the wrong here. There's nothing wrong with what she said. There's nothing wrong with how she feels. Everybody feels that way. Everyone feels that way at some point. And if they don't, they're lying to you. Even the most person with like the most giantest ego still wants, you know, to be known. Like when they walk down the street, someone's going to be like, hey, look, they cute. They cute. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, you know what? With that being said, I want y'all to go out there, love yourselves. And if you don't love yourself, Go look at yourself naked in the mirror and, and, you know, till you love yourself. And if not, I mean, you know, talk to somebody about it. Go find you someone that you could, you know, open up and let them know how you really feel. The point is, guys, just love you and do better. And I'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace, love, one. Mm-hmm.